Welcome to Earn's World. Hitting you over the head one bop at a time. When it comes to the we do, there's no comparison. This is the Earn's World Podcast. Hosted by DJ Earn One and Diff You. What it do? There's a culture shift, and we're the culprits. Chickens are weird! Alright y'all, welcome back to Earn's World Podcast, this your boy DJ Earn One. This your boy Diff You, my bad. Yeah, <laughs> you good. And we coming at y'all live and direct, not really live, oh, but phone. coming at y'all directly from Portland. Um, today is, I guess... Your birthday? Yeah, as I said, it's one of those different days. It's birthday yeah. for me. Um, so, I guess both of us are technically in the 30 Club now. You late though. I'm late. Welcome to the big. I'm on my leg. I'm right on time. Welcome to the big. What you say? What you say early? You was you was you was I was waiting on you, right? Yeah, we was waiting on you. (laughs) (laughs) We was waiting on you. Yeah, nah, it's funny. Um, yeah, we were we were. I was. Well, I mean, not we, but I guess we technically. I was at the bar with a bunch of other people earlier, and it was crazy. I was trying to avoid telling people it was my birthday, simply off the fact that I was at a bar, and like you know how that goes. People find out it's your birthday. Oh, let's take a shot. Oh, let's take a drink. You want a drink? Let me know if you thirsty. Let me know. Come yeah. find me when you thirsty. I'm like, nah, bro. I'm gonna stay right over here with my cup of water and my margarita. <laughs> there were a few people that were able to kind of finesse me into taking some drinks with them, but I was like, man, like, I ain't got it in me. Yeah, they'll do that to you, man. <laughs> Motherfuckers will beg you to to take something. No, because I mean, I think about it this way: like the whole celebration situation is supposed to happen next weekend. So I'm like, but I'd rather just. Like, what are you trying to do next weekend? Uh, so from five to nine next weekend, we have the like little common area room in like Tony Ali and JC's building, like reserved just to have some people come through, listen to music, eat food, and stuff like that. What chill. day? Uh, Saturday. So it's from five to nine. Okay. Yeah. So that's the game plan for next. Hopefully, week. I'll be free next Saturday. Well, for sure, like later on, I'll be free. But hopefully, I'll be off around like five, six. Yeah, we there for we there, we are there for for four hours. So from five to nine, there will be drinks. People, I'm sure, will bring tree bet, and there will be some food. So it's gonna be a little. I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring the uh, some audio equipment. So we got some music to listen to. For sure. Well, shit, happy birthday, man. I I, I know I was a Appreciate little late you. on the um happy birthday wishes. I'm whatever. not good at birthdays. Everybody that knows me knows that I'm really not That's one of them. I didn't even trip. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, right. Like I'm just, it's not me. It's just not even. Don't even cross my mind. Um, but yeah, and it was crazy because when I saw it, I was like, damn, you did say some a few days earlier too. And I was, I don't know. I should have already had it in my mental Rolodex, but I didn't. Yeah, and no, I mentioned on um, what day was that? But mm, Tuesday, Wednesday, like Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. I, t- I mentioned it. But that was that was mainly because we were. Uh, what were we doing on Wednesday? Oh, we were uh, DJing for the homie Jesus's birthday. Shout out to oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And uh, then, DJ yep. Mad Chill. I met a few, bunch, bunch of people through him. That that day, so that was cool. I love DJing with him. He's a cool individual, super down to earth, just good energy in general. Like one of the coolest people I know out here in Portland, for real, for real. There's actually a lot of stuff that actually went down over the course of seven days or so. I guess we can kind of stop start from the top of uh, 
recap from what, what we did last weekend. We went to a rave. Yeah, we did, actually. Uh, I have some video footage of that. Oh, snap. I think about it. Show that. So I'll see if I can um, pull that up for y'all. Pretty chill, laid back type of vibe, actually. It wasn't, wasn't too crazy. It was inside of a old bank um, that they kind of turned into like a venue type situation. And the artist was uh, Forest West Drive, which is... um. Here we go. An artist that I was put on to by the homie Dan. Shout out to Dan. Um, since I moved out here, man, I've been on a lot of a lot of good music, and electronic music has been one of those genres that I've been uh, diving into a lot lately. So it was cool going to see some some live performances outside of uh, hip hop, and just you know seeing the soundscapes, man. There's a lot of shows that I'm actually going to uh, this year. I got some tickets that I've already paid for to a lot of just random stuff. So. I'm, I'm I'm trying to make this a good year for concerts, man. Like I didn't go to shows that much growing up, so no, now that I'm at the age where I'm at, I'm trying to just go see as many shows as possible. It's funny you said that. I mean, like I kind of had adopted the mindset a couple of years ago where it was just like, I mean, somebody I don't know gives me an opportunity to go to a show with him or something like that, or go to actually it wasn't even a couple of years ago. It was for real, for real, like in 2016, 2015, when Stevie Wonder came to Charlotte. My parents uh, were that's like... That's one of them you got to see if you appreciate yeah, music. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know how much longer he's going to be around. Like, and that's just, in general, kind of how it is with a lot of artists. Because, like, I think of uh, that Young Dolph show that I got... Same thing I got with to go uh, to Earth, just Wind, before, and Fire. Just before the pandemic kicked off. Like, I had no idea that was going to be, like, his one of his last shows. I feel you. Yeah, like... No, like, yeah, yeah, like uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, man. You know, people is passing in that in that in that group, and I went to go see them, and then a member ended up uh, passing a little bit afterwards. So it's like, when it comes to those type of shows, you gotta go. And then, like I said, being around people like Dan, who's like, he's always like, "Yo," even this weekend, he was like, "Man, there's a rave going on." Um, matter of fact, bro, uh, Axel Bowman's gonna be here. Um, I don't know if you know who that is. He actually you do, cause like you got some shit in Serato. In your Serato. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, Axel Bowman gonna be here um, on Sunday, I think. Yeah, and it's funny. People are probably looking at this footage. If y'all are watching on YouTube, like, y'all probably like, this is like some of the most boring rave footage I've ever seen. Thing about Portland parties is not everybody. Okay, more context. There's a lot of white people out here, so there's not really a lot of dancing. That I heard Seattle, though, is a little more lit. I mean, I don't know. I've heard mixed things about Seattle's party scene. Like, I've, I've heard from people, on the underground race. I've heard, tip? From, I've heard from people that it's like super lit, but then I've also heard from people that it's kind of like on some like you know how I kind of I mentioned that whole like Seattle freeze thing a minute ago. I think you did. Yes, that's kind of like on some like yo, we don't really know you like that, so we're not really about to rock with you. You're not really about to get an invite to this function. I mean, I, yeah, that's you get that a little bit every place. Yeah, so. I, I kind of agree, but yeah, but yeah, so. Um, with that being said, Axel Bowman is going to be here and Dan's always hit me up saying, yo, like so-and-so is going to be here. You trying to go? So I'm, I'm making a habit of just cop tickets now, especially after me missing Cut Chemist, DJ Cut Chemist. We were supposed to see that. He was supposed to, uh, he was spending 45, 45s and doing a set. And, uh, I just procrastinated on buying a ticket and basically missed it. So with that being said, like I said, man, I'm, I'm, I'm not missing no more shows. You know, some pops up. We miss Pierre. Well, we just couldn't get. A I ticket miss G Perico. We couldn't get a ticket for Young Nudie either. That was like okay. That was that was different. 
I would have been a young nudie if I didn't, you know what I'm saying? And that young nudie thing was kind of annoying because, like, I was like, dang, like, one of the homies hit me after the fact. He was like, oh, dang, I had some extra tickets. I was like, yo. I was like, after the fact? I'm like, yo. That's the worst. Nah, man. Yeah. But it was the homie from Atlanta. Shout out to uh, the big homie Malachi out here in uh, PDX. What's next? Um, What's next is, I guess, kind of us talking about, the, I don't know, I don't, you don't really follow boxing like that, do you? I mean, I've been following this one because it's too undefeated. Well, no longer. He's no longer undefeated. But, yeah, but I was keeping tabs just for the fact that, you know, you got two undefeated fighters. Anytime you got two undefeated fighters going head to head, that's a show. It's, yeah, it's pretty much lit. But, I mean, at the same time, no, I mean, just me kind of having been kind of following boxing and been into the sport for the past, like, realistically, I say, like, almost. When did we, because how many years ago was that we graduated high school? 2011? Yeah. I don't know, since we graduated high school, I've been kind of like following boxing pretty regularly. So it's like, for me, I was like, man, I've been following this dude, Javante, or Javante, depending on how you pronounce his name. I was like, yeah, like, I've been following him since he, like, first hit the, hit the, hit the scene for real, for real. Like, I don't know. I just knew. In the back of my mind, like honestly, it wasn't even a doubt in my mind. I was like, yeah, he's about to win this fight. Yeah, I mean, I knew he was gonna win too, but it's I still felt like maybe it was gonna be, you know. I was just having seen how he fights pound for pound. over his entire like career. Not really entire career, but his career being tele his his career since has been televised. I'm like, yeah, like this dude's about to about to win this fight. When that, that body shot that he hit him with looked so low key, it didn't look like it was anything crazy. But that's the thing about him. Like, he, he, like, even his, when he comes in with, like, uppercuts and stuff like that, and just, like, left hooks in general, it's like, and for more context, for those of y'all listening, we got the highlights from the fight running in the background Ooh. on the TV for those watching on YouTube. But I don't know, man. It's just like, he's so calculated when he fights. It's like, he sizes his opponent up the first couple of rounds. He doesn't really throw too many punches the first couple of rounds. And then once he kind of figures out what you're doing, which is honestly what you're supposed to do in boxing anyway, he just kind of like, I don't know, runs away with the fight. I wonder what that's like to be undefeated because it's got to be like a whole new head game every time you go into a fight because you 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 got to hold that title. His nose wasn't bleeding before you hit him with that body shot, was it? I don't I don't remember. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, look. It was, okay. it was already dripping before you hit him. I was like, yeah, I couldn't. I, there were so many angles of this I was trying to figure out. I was like, yeah, was his like. I'm just still trying to catch where he got him at because they was. Right there. Oh. Liver. He hit him it's in the liver. It's that after pain, huh? Yeah. He said, oh, no. That's nah. the same thing that happened with uh, Bernard Hopkins and uh, Oscar De La Hoya. Like, Bernard Hopkins hit him with a body shot. And then De La Hoya didn't feel it until, like, after the fact. Yeah. That man, Javante, is nasty in the ring. Undefeated, bro. The next Floyd. That's what they've been saying for a minute. What, the next Floyd? Yeah. I mean, it's, how many Floyd got? Uh, I think he's 50 and 0. Yeah, but Floyd ain't really knocked nobody out, though. Oh, he's knocked a few people out. It's not, it's not a lot, though. He's knocked a lot of people out, but he's knocked a few people out. He ain't knocked that many people out. No, not enough. He's like I feel like he's knocked out only enough people to count on one hand. Cause I don't know who he knocked out. 
Because I don't remember him knocking out nobody. Gotcha. But, like, I feel like maybe he did. I don't, you know, I don't. Let me look it up real quick. I felt like I've looked this up before, but I don't remember it. But I don't remember it being. He definitely. I think maybe. Like, you mean, like, TKO type shit? No, I just. Hmm. How many knockouts does Floyd Mayweather have? Shit, I guess I was wrong. That's what I'm He's saying. He got 27. Oh, wait, knockouts? Mm-hmm. By what, though? Like, how the knockouts? By knockout. Like, what are the... Wins st- by knockout, 27. What? Yeah. I mean, but he's also had 50 fights, so Well, I feel like he ain't ever knocked nobody out. You just probably weren't watching the fights where he knocked people out in. He's, he's fought 50 people over yeah, his career. Like, that's a lot. Excuse me for the ignorance. That's a lot. Yeah, I know, but it's just like, I swear I feel like... I was like, I've seen a handful. I was like, I know, I've seen, I was like, I know, I've seen, I've personally seen a handful of his knockouts, like... Like, fist-to-face done. Yeah, like... Yeah, I haven't seen that, man. Wait, 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 wait. You talking about the younger one, when he was young? Not even younger, just like, older Floyd. It's just like, it just, it like, he, it, it wouldn't happen, like, early on in the fight. It's not like a Mike Tyson situation where he just, like, comes in the ring on some bully shit and just, like, knocks you out first round. Yeah, like, you would know more than me, though. I'm, like I said, I'm a little ignorant to he it. He comes in and, like, he'll, like, not necessarily rope-a-dope you, but he'll, like, you know, stretch the fight out until, like, the later rounds, and then once he... Gets you tired or whatever. He just starts using his quickness and like yeah, working you. Yeah, working you basically, defensively and offensively, to the point where it's like you're throwing punches at him that aren't landing. So you're getting tired from expending all that energy. And he's just over there. You know how he does like his whole shoulder roll thing to like dodge punches. What you mean? Where he'll have like his his uh his glove up like this. Whatever. He's just like rolling his shoulders. Oh yeah, just, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like and then he's just like. When he has the opportunity to throw you a jab, he throws you a jab with that offhand. Like, it's like, man, like, and his hands are so quick. So he's like, if he hits you, he hits you. It's like, you feel it. Fair enough. Not to say he throws the most powerful punches, but I mean, he's still connecting. Like, he definitely, uh, he definitely is still one of the greats. So it's cool to see Javante, you know, on a path that he's on. Yeah, I, I mean, he's been part of the Mayweather camp for a minute, too. So it's like, it's cool to see him, like, come up under another great. You know they got they got to be knowing something, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. For you sure. know what I'm saying? So yeah, definitely. Shouts out to them in that camp. But yeah, on another note, we're gonna keep this next topic uh, super short and sweet because this woman honestly is not even really worth the time. I don't even know her name or remember her name to be honest with you. But white. B- all right, I guess that's her name right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, this woman that uh, essentially lied on Emmett Till finally passed away. So there's that. Not going to give her too much time, but we got that news this week. I feel like a lot of people in the black community specifically were kind of like, probably pretty okay with that news. I know I wasn't tripping over it. I was kind of like, whatever. Like, The family still got to deal with a lost one. That too. But, I mean, it's just like, I don't know. I kind of hope her family was, inst- was, was like influential in her even like admitting guilt. In her whole, I guess, I don't know, just admitting guilt in, in her. Just her wild part, that you can live your whole life. Getting him killed. You live your whole life. Just, it's just crazy, man. You live your whole life knowing you, what you did. That little boy lost his life for nothing. And you lived your whole life. That's just crazy. Comfortably. It, it's, it's sad. It's insulting. As a black person, you should feel... A little hurt. I mean, just even when I found out 
that she lied, like, when that news came out a couple of years ago. I was like, dang, like, at this point, like, you... So, yeah, I wasn't tripping then. That's the reason why I thought that... That's why I thought what I thought, because that wasn't up, to, up until recently. Yeah, that it wasn't was, up until, like, 2020 when so, the whole, like, yeah, George Floyd so situation I wasn't, happened. I wasn't tripping, so that's the reason why I was like, no, I thought the whole time he did legit whistle. That's because we had all thought that's about what, that. That's what it all told yeah, us. Yeah, he yeah, whistled. Yeah. So, no, nah, yeah, that makes sense, though. Yeah, like... It's messed up. It is messed up, man. And just think about how many times that's happened. You know? A lot that didn't get reported no, or blown like, up you like know, the Emmett like, Till story. When you really think about it, because, I mean, this is like, I don't even want to get into the race shit, but man, it's just crazy how, like I said before, I think, did we say this on... Like, what is that? My freezer's over I think we nice. brought this up before on the last topic, I mean, on a few uh, pods ago, how, like, as black people, we, we deal with, like, generational trauma. And, like... Even with just like educating yourself on the past and informing yourself on what happened that's can be traumatic. Trip. Right, that's you know a whole, what I'm saying? That's a whole like trip. on some real shit, bro. We learned about Emmett Till as kids, mm-hmm. right? Bro, I saw pictures of him as a kid. Like I saw what they did to him as a kid. Like that's traumatic, bro. Like, I literally, like, saw pictures of another little boy being, like, basically mutilated. A little boy that looked like you. Exactly. Like, and But it's like, not only am I seeing that as, like, a, as educational and formal, but it's like, it's the reality. It's like, man, I need to know this, but the fact that as a kid, I'm seeing that. Bro, I'm 30 years old now, and I ain't never gonna get that image out my head. No, of what I mean, he just think like. about because I mean, even where we, even even the area of the country where we're raised, it's like, yeah, bro, it's like if you don't move properly in this area of the country, or just in this country in general, like this could potentially happen to you. Facts. Um, there's actually a documentary that's uh, apparently on its way out, already out. Uh, don't um, quote me on this, but it's about uh, an informant, or not informant, well. He basically went into. Uh, he's not an informant. I can't, I don't know. What's the guy, that, the, the the black guy that inf- in, infiltrated the KKK. No, the white guy. Okay. The white guy infiltrated the KKK and basically was just. Uh, he went all the way to the top, and there's a documentary out basically or coming out about it. But the only reason why I'm bringing this up is because he was talking about how like there was KKK people that were like working in the prisons, and they were like all the shit was like systematically set up to low-key uh slaughter black people like there was a lot of like um things set up to where they could control situations and kill black people without basically getting caught and a lot of that was happening in prisons and shit like that but a lot of it is because there's kkk members like running in the, the police in the police, police offices yeah. you know the prisons you know what I'm saying? City council, like all types of shit like that. So it's, it's like, like it's literally like have you seen you seen the movie Oh Brother Where Art Thou, right? With, nah. George, with George Clooney? Nah. It's like that. Like where they literally had it takes place in like nineteen twenties Mississippi. But long story short, there's a scene in the movie where they're okay, so I guess I have to give you a little bit more context for this scene to make sense. But anyway, throughout the movie, these like four guys break out of prison in Mississippi. And in the process of breaking out of prison, they end up meeting this black guy who's like really nice with the banjo or guitar or some shit like that. They end up making a hit song. They end up performing the hit song at the like 
uh, I guess what would essentially be like a, a, a political convention in Mississippi at the time for a politician that's like running a race. But anyways, they're performing. The old crowd loves them. They're like, oh shit, these are the guys that had that hit song on the radio that nobody knows where, where they came from out of, out of nowhere. Right? So after they perform, they take off like their disguises and they realize that one of the guys is black and earlier on in the movie there's a scene with the KKK as well where the black guy well, the band members essentially rescued a black guy from a KKK lynching and at the I guess the political after they, perform, after they finished the performance at the political conference the guy who's like running for office stops him and he's like they interrupted a clan rally basically and tries to get them all like arrested and killed or whatever but, then, but essentially the whole crowd like kind of turns on him so I mean everything kind of works out but I don't know. Yeah, they've been in po- they've been in politics down south for for the longest. Well, it's just wild though that like Info- like inf- influencing laws and like I mean, we be knowing, legislation. We know that stuff happens, but yeah. it was just weird how this is a documentary where the the guys literally talking about how you know they had plans to just kill black people if they had the opportunity to, regardless of you know having a legitimate reason to. Yeah, bro. Like if that, they if they had a way to get to get rid of a black person. And they could like you know dispose of the evidence. They're yeah, gonna but do they that. would literally throw us away for the smallest thing. Like, and like, it's crazy because like they would literally. There are stories of like them literally of, of of mobs of like white people back in the day, like racist white people literally coming into people's houses and just snatching people out of bed, like in the in the middle of the night. Like you sleep, mind your own business. He ain't did nothing. You just happen to walk by some shit that happened earlier in the day. Somebody saw you walk by. Oh, it was him. I'm like, what? Like, no, nah, it's just it's evil, man. I don't want to go. I don't want to get too down the rabbit hole, but it. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, fuck I guess, that white. Basically, long story short. Like for real. Um, Shouts so out to the the the, uh, the Till family. Big facts. You know what I'm saying? Hold your head up. Um, I guess moving along. Jerry Springer passed away. Oh man, I sent you a iconic, photo too. Go ahead and get that photo ready because I got a story icon, to share. Iconic guy in the TV space. Rest in peace, Jerry Springer, man. Um, huh? Yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting. It's, I don't know what to say about Jerry Springer too high for TV. I got a story about this though. The way what we just pulled up. So I'll tell my little spill about how I feel about Jerry Springer. Me and Jerry Springer, we go back, man. Like, as you can see, we pulled up a little image. This is one of the VHSs that used to exist. They had, like, a few different ones, the Too Hot for TV. I remember being a little kid and being at my grandma's house. I don't even know. See, at my grandma's house, there's a lot of stories where I would find shit at my grandma's house. And because it's grandma's house, everybody knows, at least in black households, Grandma's house is like a safe haven for everybody, so ain't no telling what's left. I don't know whose <laughs> tape that was, honestly. Like it could have been anybody's. I really don't know. I can safely say it wasn't my grandma's and it wasn't my granddad's. It was somebody it else's. Was one of your older cousins. It was somebody. Or your but aunt or uncle. the point is, I'm a little kid and I see this. Now I already know who Jerry Springer is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I saw the tape and I'm like, it's just one of those things that nostalgically like just stayed with me. You know what I'm saying? It was just funny because when we saw when you brought up Jerry Springer, that's the first thing that came to my mind was the Too Hot for TV, and I just remember seeing that tape for years sitting on the dresser, 
What's crazy is I never actually watched it, believe it or not. It, I didn't need to. I knew it was Jerry Springer, Jerry Springer. It was just funny, though. Because, like, that shit set on the dresser, for, dresser forever. Man, my experience with Jerry Springer is kind of, uh, we're rolling some Jerry Springer clips. But my grandma right had that shit on TV, so when Bro, I met my grandma's that's house, That's like, exactly what I was about to get at. Man, I used to, okay, so when I was sick in, like, elementary school and middle school. And that's my other grandma. My parents <laughs> would always take me to my dad's mom's house. And I would just kick it over there with her all day. And she would just, like, feed me soup and, like, not feed me soup, but, like, my parents would leave me some soup over there. I would just like... Yo, look at his eyes, know, bro. Have a bunch of apple juice and stuff, gra- grape juice, orange juice, a bunch of like fluids and stuff, and just kick shit over there with my grandma all day. And just and just watch <laughs> Amari, Jerry yep, Springer, yep, yep, yep. Steve Wilkos. I'm trying to think of what other ratchet-ass TV shows my grandma used to... Oh, what was the paternity uh, court? What's crazy is, like I was saying, on my mom's side, that's when I would see like Jerry Springer. Like, if I met my, my grandma's on my mom's side. But the tape was actually on my dad's side. Oh, man. My grandma used to love this shit. She thought it was hilarious. It kind of is, though. Jerry I just want to let you know, man. Like, I, I took it a little lobster. Oh, my God. <laughs> Damn, man. Jerry Springer really dead, bro. R.I.P. Jerry Springer, man. Jerry, 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 Jerry. Yo, Maury held us down too, though. He's not dead yet. Is he? He's not dead, yeah, but I'm just Maury's saying. I'm just saying, though. Like, it what? was it was those two. Yeah, it was Maury, Jerry. Um, the Wilco's dude. He's kind of. He's a little later though. Yeah, he was like he came around. I feel like when we were in like middle school. Steve Yo, Wilkos. you know what's crazy? I know somebody that was on Jerry Springer too. Who? You don't know him, but it's some people that uh, me and Patrick know. It's crazy. They were legit on um, Jerry Springer way back in the day. Dang, that's funny. Yeah, this is uh, this is peak nineties, like two thousand, early two thousands. So like, this should be funny because it's like, man, TV. it's like, bro, it's like. But what's crazy is the people that I know that went, they, they, it was all uh, like, they did it on purpose. Like knowing that it was all kind of like, let's just get on here and do some shit. But it's funny because you never know who's serious and who did it just to like be funny. Because there's people that definitely did it just to like be funny. Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like, see, it's crazy because like I know people that worked, um, that interned on like the Maury show back in the day. Right. And they were pretty much telling me most of that stuff was, none of that stuff was really staged on Maury. But they said, they knew people that worked on the Jerry Springer show, and they said, oh, that whole, that whole entire show was, like, staged. Yeah, like, a lot of people would just go to, like, do some stupid shit. Basically. But, nah, I mean, when you're talking paternity, man, you can't really fake some of that stuff. You can, oh, but... paternity court? When you plan, no, I'm just in general dealing with people's kids. Oh. When you, like, when you are not nah. the father, you either the father no, or you're not. not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like... Some of those you are not, you are not the father <laughs> moments are hilarious. My grandma used to also be dying at that too. Oh my god, bro, not about to backflip for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> he dodged the bullet for real, for real. With that one, well, yeah, I mean, I guess the next topic on the list. I don't know how many of y'all are familiar with. Well, I mean, I feel like most of y'all are familiar with the Indiana Jones movie franchises. They're part of the Lucasfilms camp. Um, so essentially, if you know Lucas Films, you know Star they're, Wars. They're wrong for this. If you know, if you, if you know Lucas Films, you know Star Wars, and you know, and you dance it. I was gonna say Emmett Till, 
you know, Star Wars and you know, um, dang, Indiana Jones. I was like, why was it so hard for me to get that out? But um, yeah, so it's supposed to be coming out with a new Indiana Jones. And I think it's supposed to be the last one. At least they say it is. No, but, I mean, no, no, like I said, say it. They, said the, they said the last one was supposed to be the last one, but. So let me let me let me let me let me kind of like add on to this. It's not necessarily the last one, but I mean, how, how much longer is Harrison Ford gonna hang on? Harrison Ford said that it, he is doing the last, like he is no longer doing Indiana Jones again. Bro, if he don't do it, who else is gonna do it? He is Indiana he has, Jones. He has family, and the actual. If you think about it, they can continue the story. This one actually has to do with his family, and they're like. Also carrying the legacy, like carrying the torch. So who, who was, who's, who's it gonna be? Because in the last one, his son was Shia LaBeouf. Ain't nobody rocking with Shia LaBeouf no more. Not like that. So it's like he has a is a female in there. Just watch the trailer. Okay, let's watch the trailer. All right, and then we'll and then we'll expound on it. We're gonna run the trailer for this. So, Man, how old is Harrison Ford anyway? Uh gotta be. If not, I watched this trailer. It didn't look bad. Gotta be in is at least like mid to late seventies. Cause he's been in. Cause think about it, the first Indiana Jones came out in. When the first Indiana Jones come out, you would know that more than I do. I felt like it was late seventies or early eighties. It was around the time Star Wars was out. It's definitely eighties. I feel like. Let's look it up real quick. Let's look it up real quick. Indiana Jones release dates. Yeah, the first one was 1981. Yeah. yeah it, was, it had to have been like, because the first Star Wars was, I think, like, what was it, 79? When was the first Star Wars? Not again, I don't know those. Let's see. First Star Wars release date. Yeah, 78. Oh, shit. Look, I hate to get off subject, but we was talking about this a while ago. Will Smith is getting roles. I just want to say that. But we'll, that's all another conversation because we had this before. Y'all was saying Will Smith ain't getting yeah, no roles. Yeah, but think about it. It's not until 2025, bro. That's enough time for his whole situation to kind of die down. I, it and takes like, three to four. Three, it takes right. time to make movies. He's been making saying, multiple though. movies. That's I, enough time for his situation to like die I down. Said, the whole Oscar slap was 2022. They're That's making a new Back to the Future three years off, later. Yo, let's get off the look at the trailer shit. I mean, you the one that derailed. Nah, my bad, people. <laughs> you the one that, that derailed, sir. I was about to run this trailer. Nah, it's because it, you know how they are with these trailers, man. They be getting you. Green Lantern, Back to the Future. They got a new Back to the Future, man. So I guess we're not gonna run this Indiana Jones trailer. We don't have the audio for Sorry, it. Sorry, right people. Technical difficulties. We tried. Might be. But yeah, so I guess next on the list of topics, Jack Harlow dropped a new project today. Um, but I'll let you, I'll let you explain first. I haven't really listened to it yet, so I don't really have an opinion. I've only heard. Oh well, shit. Let me go ahead and like get in on this. Song off of it. I got, I got, I got a few things to say, man. But for those wondering, I got a few things. Project. It's called Jackman. To say. And it came out on April twenty eighth today. And it includes 10 songs. First total off, 24 minutes. I'm going to need y'all to put some respect on my man Jack Carlos' name. Because 
This game is oversaturated, man. Y'all want to talk about everything under the sun but shit that you can take home. It gets to the point to where people got a lot to say but don't have no legitimate like points to back up the shit that they say. Cuz I was listening even in the song, even on the album he literally talks about some shit. And he and one thing he says he's like I guess it's my skin. And I really feel like it is. It's like at the end of the oh, day, it's about him being a white rapper. Yeah, because it's like people give him so much flack. It's like they won't ever give. It's like if it's not that, then he's a knockoff Drake. If it's not that, then it's this. It's like, yo, he's good. Let's be real. His shit ain't he ain't had no misses. His shits be bops all the way through. His albums be solid all the way through. A lot of you rappers have mad skips in your projects. A lot of you rappers don't be saying shit. So I, I I got a ride for my dude because it's like since I've put, been put since I found out about Jack Carlo I've really been rocking with him and this is coming from a person who like I don't listen to a lot of white rappers you know what I'm saying I mean, we found out about him in what 2018 I don't even remember but I just know good music and I know like as far as this album too is solid hip hop like I'm talking like he really rapping I just like it man I, I I don't really know what else to say I'm not trying to sound like a dick rider but as far as just good music. And what he brings to the table is quality. So I really just get sick and tired of people like hating on him. Like there's literally nothing you can hate on him I mean, about. How many projects has he has he dropped? Now I think about it. And past. and this project that he just dropped, in my eyes, I think this is better than the last project, but it's two completely different vibes. This project, I feel like he got something to prove. I feel like he he really wanna talk his shit on this. Not okay. on some flexing shit, just more like He's 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 picking up the pen on this man, and I really appreciate that. He's showing penmanship. Yeah. So his first project came out in 2016, and it's called 18. Then his next project came out 2017, Gazebo, Loose 2018, Confetti 2019, Sweet Action 2020. He got two projects in 2020. Being consistent. He said, uh, "I think this one says that that's what they that's what they all say." 2020 that was his debut um come like, home the kids miss you well that technically was his day well this that second one was his like uh both yeah, of those because that's when he signed that's when he got um signed to the uh not generation now but i think he done a joint because who, who's that label who's that one album done under go Which go back one? out the one where he's in the car that's Which generation one? now and another another Gazebo? label no go out the one where he's in the car He's in the car. Oh, no, no. The Go up. Oh, this one. Yeah. That's what they all say. Yeah, Generation Now Atlantic. Atlantic. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, so that's when he went with Atlantic. Technically counting as like his debut, so to speak. That's crazy. He's had a lot of projects over the... One, two, but yeah, man. Not, not Like I said, not the dick ride. I just, I just got to say, man, y'all got to put eight. some respect on bro's name, man. Like, for real, for real. And, and, and... I don't know. How do you feel, man? I don't want to. I don't want to. You know about him as an artist or his project. Yeah, like because like he be getting a lot of hate. I like him. I've never not liked him. Um, Why do you think he gets so much hate? Because he a white rapper. And he looked the way he looked. Just very simple. He don't look okay. He don't okay. look. He don't look like. He doesn't match up with what comes out of him. Oh, okay. visually. No, but look, but look, but look. You saying he so does? Like he doesn't match. So I feel like it's, it's hard for it's hard for a lot of people to get over that initial. 
but he still has a, some swagger to him. And what I'm about to say, don't Party take man. this as any disrespect. But but that's the thing though. We've seen we've seen him grow over the past like five years. A lot of people didn't know him until. Cause you could look what's at the, a motherfucker what's first, like what's the first hit that, that he had that like really that people really really was popping. Yes, you you could look that at was, what twenty twenty. You could look at a motherfucker like Lil Dicky and he, Lil Dicky can actually rap. Yeah, what's popping was twenty twenty to me. What's popping was twenty twenty. So I'm bringing. So we already been on him for a whole like two years prior to that. I'm bringing up Lil Dicky just to basically say that like white rapper Jack Harlow, white rapper, but they're they not both, the same type of white rapper. Listen. <laughs> white rapper, white rapper. They both literally can rap. Lil Dicky can actually fucking rap. Like, yeah, he used to be a, a he used to be a copywriter in an advertising agency. So he should be able to rap. He so can write. Him being able to rap, his rap doesn't match his image. Jack Carlos rap doesn't nah, match his image. Lil Dicky's rap matches his image. Do you think so? Yes. 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 I don't think so. Lil Dicky comes across as like. The kind of like annoying, corny, but funny white guy, almost on some like weird owl. I guess you right. Ish. I guess you right. I guess you right. I guess you right. I Jack Harlow right. never came across it. He never even came in the game on some like I'm on some funny shit. Like I'm he came in the game just straight rapping. Like and it's like oh like okay like he don't really look like how he sound or like he don't really look the way but his got, music but he got sounds. But like his, his his shit is actually hard. Like so it's like. Off that alone, like we gonna let you like keep doing your thing over there and let you see what you keep pushing out. And he ain't he ain't missed. No, you're right. I guess that's the reason why I was trying to compare the little diggy because I'm like, well, nah, they're I, not I, even I, not even the same type of nah. Because I mean, bro, like white rappers do. There's only but I don't know what it is about the stigma with being a white rapper, but for some odd reason, like as a white rapper, you have to have something that makes the black people see you beyond your skin color and it's weird because i'm not saying that's like that for me but at the same time there's a small slight small tiny percent that's kind of like I mean, that it kind of makes because sense because like, i mean think about it like it, it it goes back to that to that topic of discussion where i can't remember exactly who brought it up initially it was some years ago but he was like he was talking about how white rappers are essentially guests in the house of hip-hop yeah so it's like yeah if you're gonna be a guest in the house like in order for us to respect you in the house that we built you got to actually bring something to the table. Yeah, but I don't I don't like to even put race or put a color to it and make it seem like that's the issue cuz I don't really think it is. I think I what, feel like it is though for a lot of people. It's not No, no, me. no, 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 no. I, I mean I mean from like yeah, depending on what perspective. I'm talking about from what the way I look at it though on the end of like uh music, I think people like cuz people 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 will look at the skin color and then be like, oh, you know, white rapper, right? But then for me, I can look at a motherfucker, hear the music, and know what it is, you know, beyond the color. But there, I feel like there's a stigma created because certain white rappers that we have, that have came into the game, they appease to a certain audience. And that audience, a lot of times they don't really know real hip-hop so you have that group of people and then you have the people who know real hip-hop and so when they come together it's like you listen to that that ain't really you know what right. i'm saying and but then because of the majority of those people are white and it just so happens that they 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 adopt the white rapper 
it's like, well, you're yeah, naturally white people always. I feel like adopt the white rapper just because. What I'm just saying, but by default, you're you're naturally gonna feel put. Like we got one. It's you're like gonna put color on that whole thing by default. Is what I'm trying to say though. It's like you're not trying to, but because but of it's that, hard not to. It's like it's like the it's like it's like because I don't really want to bring up I don't want to bring up names because I'm really not trying to be that guy. But there's white rappers that exist in the ecosystem that are just they make the white rapper stigma corny like. They don't right. make it cool. Eminem Lil was one D- of the Lil only Dickie, cool. Lil Dicky is one of those. I'm not going to count Lil Dicky. Why not? You got to count him. You mentioned him earlier. We counting him. No, no. Yeah, but the only reason why I don't count Lil Dicky is because he branded his image as being that corny rapper. It's like what you're saying. So it kind of fits. Like there's rappers that like, because think about it. There's white rappers that really try to be and they are corny. Lil Dicky branded himself, like you said, kind of, sort of, like, the goofy, corny white rapper. So, it it kind of works. He created that lane. We kind of just accept it. But the other white rappers, they were trying to be cool. And it's like, mm, still kind of whack. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, they was trying. So, so, what I'm saying is, though, is, like, there's a lot of white rappers that exist that just make this shit kind of, like, uh... You know what I'm saying, I'm and, I don't, and, and I don't, and I, like I say, I could say names, but I don't want to say names because I don't want to go there. But I feel like I, if I say names, it makes it easier to know where I'm going. But I don't want to disrespect so nobody. The, so say the name. I don't want to disrespect. <laughs> so that's why I was just like, uh. but I, I'm just, but I, I can, I can tell you the names though of the people that we have accepted, and maybe that can give you a better idea okay, of the so sound. Who, so who are the who are the names that we've accepted? So the people we've accepted. My squeaky, Mike Stan. Eminem. Okay. Uh, Mac Miller. All right. Um, I'm gonna say we accept. I accept it, but I feel like a lot of That's people. Two. I could be biased on this one, but Asher Roth. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was. Yeah, he. Because <laughs> he's because he low key, he still kind of to be honest with you, he's in that little category, the category with the white people I was talking about. Uh, the only reason why he gets the pass is because. The real ones get it. Exactly. But if you don't get it, you're going to put him in the category, category of the white, white rapper. Because we get it because we knew Chuck English and all the yeah, motherfuckers. We've, been, we've, but if we've, motherfuckers, heard, the, we've heard the speeches and all that stuff. There's where it's black like, people yo, that don't like, know oh, none of that. Yeah. And they're going to look at it like he a white rapper. Dang, what's the name of that, that song? What's the name so, of that song with uh, him and Chuck English? It's like, ballin'. But that's a few tracks that he uh, had with motherfuckers. Dang. Is it off his project? Nah, it's off a of, uh, Chuck English project. I'm gonna find it. The point is, though, is that like, I, he's fifty fifty to me because I I'm a, I'm naturally biased because I liked him, but I know the reality of how this shit looks from the outside, and I know that the majority of the black people that we know they're not listening to Asher Roth. They're gonna put him in the category that we're talking about. I mean, for real, for real, I wasn't really listening to him like that. I mean, he just happened to find his way on my in my library. Just Action Bronson, other. Action Bronson. Okay. Yeah, he for sure. Action Bronson. He for real solidified. He's Action Bronson. Sure um, it's definitely one. I mean, and, and there's definitely probably a lot more. Honestly, I, I'm I'm just gonna name Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just gonna name Nose. And you said Eminem. Eminem. So, audience out there, y'all listening? So think about all those artists I just named, right? And think about the sound and quality they produce. Now, when you think about the sound and quality they produce as a whole, as white rappers. That's what we are expecting. That's what we want to hear. If you're not bringing that to the table, you're automatically going to look be looked at as kind of whack or corny. It just is what it is. Even if you're on your lyrical hip-hop shit. And unfortunately, 
even as a black rapper, they don't even want to hear us on our hip hop boom bap shit. So if you're Not a white, really. if you're a white dude, it's gonna be even harder for you because they already don't want to hear us on that shit. So it's like you're gonna have to come with some type of like, you gonna have to come with something. You know what I'm saying? Cause like for real, for real, the the only corny rapper I, I know of that's that's black that really gets it the worst is Dax, and I feel like I've never heard I never really heard a single. As fucked up as it's gonna sound, I feel like that's the way a lot of people treat white rappers. They treat white rappers like Dax. But I know, <laughs> but I know, but I know him for getting shot on by everybody. Nah, for real. And I'm just like, dang, I never listened to his music, but I mean, like, everybody is saying it's this bad. It's, it's fucked. It's so fucked bad. up, too, because me being a person who's all about positivity. Everybody says it's that bad. It's got to be some type I'm, of bad. I'm all about positivity. I'm all about pushing a good agenda, and it's kind of messed up because, in all honesty, bro, Dax really has good content. Like His music's good? No. I mean, good content has, no, let me change the word. He has good substance. Like, okay. what he talks about. He he really honestly it sucks because it's like for what he talks about you can't be mad. He really does push substance. He has something you can take home with him. Which from, take home from say? Him. What is the rule? What is the rule of ten? But the problem is that we are living in a day and age that most people they don't want to be force fed shit. You got to learn to feed it to the kids in a way that's digestible. And unfortunately, even to the markets of the people that want to listen to. Some substance like the J. Coles and the Kendrick Lamars, they have some swagger to them. And his shit is very, like, it just comes off very corny. And I don't really know any other way to put it other than it just is very, like, I don't want to say it's forced, but it just doesn't seem cool. He doesn't come off cool at all, you know? And it, you could feel it. Like, I, when I listen to him, I feel a little cringe when I listen to it. That's one of the points I was going to make earlier. It's like the objective. Obviously, you want to try and whatever it is you're doing, right? But you don't want to make it seem like you're trying. You got to make it seem Yeah, effortless. exactly. Well, it's it's weird. There's, there's, there's an art to it. Right. There's an art to it. Because and it's so hard to explain, but no, it's no, like. No, it's not. It's not. I'm it kind of is, though. You, no, I'm going to give you the perfect example. Okay. When you're hungry and you want it, you can hear the assertiveness in it and that's the seriousness in it when you're hungry for it and there's a certain type of energy that you and cadence that you hear it's like when they talk about a motherfucker that been grinding in the rap game and he finally gets that debut album and that debut album is the classic because he had all them years to put that pain into it you know what i'm saying he was hungry for it so you're gonna hear that aggressiveness you're gonna hear that seriousness but it doesn't it doesn't come off corny like, he's taking it serious, but it's authentic. You know what I'm saying? Versus you have Versus something to say. Forced. You have something to say, and you're serious about it, but you're not cool about it. So it just comes off like... Forced. Yeah, forced. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Versus a motherfucker that... That's what I'm he saying. He has something like, to say, but, like, he hungry. And he just... He got to get it out. And it's going to come out so passionate to where it's like, you're going to believe it because you can hear it in his voice. You know what I'm saying? You can hear it in his tone. With Dax... That shit just comes off like, like I said, just kind of like, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's weird, man. It's like cringy. I want everybody to go listen to it. Is come it, back. Did you say it's cringy? Yes. Yeah, like, but I like I said, to his music. I on the flip side, I feel bad about saying it because I want to support people who actually have substance. Because if we don't, 
then we're going to continue to get people who don't want to listen to like good music. They're going to listen to bullshit. We have to learn to shift the ears. So I actually want to uplift him, but it's hard when he's corny. So what I have to say is to the people who are listening, if you do listen to Dax and you have a mission and you have something to say, don't do it like him, but carry the torch. Because at the end of the day, like, you don't want to be like that, man. I'll give you another example. We'll take it off Dax. Russ. Okay. I don't have nothing against Russ. I don't either. Me I think a lot of stuff he says is kind of funny. Me personally, his music is not for me, but as an independent artist, if you're not listening to what the fuck he be saying, you're dumb. Because <laughs> bro be dropping gems, gems, and you don't have to like his music, but you got to respect him. But I'm bringing him up because he gets he gets kind of like the same thing. Like people put him in a in a certain category and say he's corny, he's this, he's that. But you gotta respect certain things that he do. He is somebody as an artist that actually puts out music that has substance. You can take something with you, and he's actually educating people too. So with that, I gotta like I gotta put some respect on his name and kind of like you know uplift him and give him his flowers because at least. He's actually educating us and he's actually showing us a way that we can do it. And he ain't really corny to me. I don't really look at him as corny, to be Not honest really. with you. His he music just, isn't for me, though. I feel like he's just, I feel like people are sometimes just off put by him because he's just like overly confident. You're supposed to be. Right. And, I, and, and the thing is. I feel is, like that's the only reason. I feel like that's, the, like I was saying, I feel like that's the reason people are sometimes off, find him, find, I guess, find him off putting. Well, also because he ain't he's black, like, and because like he's not it, black yeah, too. I mean, he's kind of. I wouldn't say overly confident. I would just say more so. I guess the best word would be he comes across as arrogant sometimes. I mean, but he has every right to be. You are an independent artist who found the lane, and you're getting paid more than the average artist. I don't think people knows how much. Uh, like the the way he got his shit set up is crazy. He's selling out arenas. I'm hip. You know what I'm saying. I mean, he got his shit on lock. And then a lot of things that people don't understand, too. I'm a producer, man. And don't a he songwriter. make all of his beats, too? Exactly. I'm a producer and a songwriter. So, hell yeah, if I was in his, in his shoes, I'd be talking mad shit. Because he's getting 100%, yo. A lot of people don't know that he fucking grinded hard and put out project after project. Produced and wrote all of it himself. And then when that shit blew up, he getting 100% of that back to him. Yeah, he had every right to talk shit because the majority of these artists that's pushing this bullshit ass image to these kids selling off a fake dream, they don't even have half of what he has. They don't even own their own music. So I mean, you got the you got the, also got to do the he can talk his shit. The Russell down in L.A. Well, not really L.A. but the Bay. Yo, area. another artist. I another was just artist, yo artist kind of like doing his thing. Dead ass. I was just on his Instagram. I think kind of doing his thing. He is doing his thing. I don't he is doing of. his thing. I was just on his Instagram, uh, and they was hating on him, too. And it's funny we on this conversation. For what? Because, man, like, people think he's corny as well. I'm going to be real with you. His music isn't for me either. But his again, music's not for me, but I'm saying I, I respect the you vision. You got to respect it. You got to respect I it, fuck man. Fuck with the vision, because, like, for me, it kind of reminds me similarly of, like, like I said back in, like, for me, eighth grade, when I, when I saw, what is it, YouTube for what it honestly could be, like, years down the road, like, I don't know, I just got on YouTube, and I was like, oh, so people were able to just, like, upload their own videos and stuff, and just had their own, like, YouTube channel? I'm like, oh, bet, this is essentially an opportunity for people to kind of, quote-unquote, have their own TV show. Right. 
Like, granted, I didn't know YouTube was going to get as big of a platform. Some people saw it as a platform, but I, I, saw, I saw the platform for what it could be used for. Like, I don't know. Yeah. No, I feel you. Um, I don't know, man. I, I definitely... Uh, but I feel like LaRussell... I don't know. He's, I, 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 feel, I feel like people are very spoiled and don't want to change. Because... They say he's lame again. I ain't gonna say the dude's lame. His music isn't for me. Hey, I don't know him, so I can't say his that. music isn't for me. I to his but I just read the. I was reading the comments for shits and giggles. Um, because I, I he be dropping gems, and people was just like saying it was like yo. Basically, they were like yo, you be dropping some gems, bro, but your music is trash. And it just makes me think again back to the whole thing with Dax. How like you could put out something to have a message, but if you don't have a certain type of cadence to you. People are shit on you, man. Whether you're white or black. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, man, at the end of the day, the product still got to be good. Yeah, but to the masses, a lot of people are not really fucking with Russell. He has a niche audience. The people that he probably would want to... I'm not going to say the people that he would want to reach, but the people that, like, you know, could push his shit more, which is, like, you know, the general audience, they're not fucking with it. Which is Which, in, which puts him back in that category of, like, you're going to have a niche audience and you're going to specialize in that niche audience. And there's nothing wrong with that. He probably already knows that. But when you read the comments, this is what I'm saying. Those same people that saying shit about him, same people saying shit about the white rappers. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're, 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 they're pretty much one and the same. You can't, you can't really please these people. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like where I'm at as an artist and person who loves music, I just try to, like, separate this shit and know it for what it is. Like, if you are going to be a white rapper, you're going to come into this game. Like I said, just be cool about it. If you're going to be a black rapper and come yeah, into this goes game. Back to, it goes back to the point I was making earlier. Like, you're a guest in the house of hip-hop. Be cool about it. True. I mean, Dax didn't be cool about it. But he's black. Exactly. And that that's makes I'm it, saying that, like, that makes it kind of fucked up. He's not technically a guest in the house of hip-hop. No, I know. And that's what I'm saying. So you don't want to be like, you don't want to go that route. Okay, I see what you're saying. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You want to basically find your niche, be cool. Shit, be a LaRussell, man. Honestly, that applies to like everything, bro. Just not be mad, cool. I'm not mad at, I'm not mad at LaRussell, man. Just be cool. Yeah, no, just be cool. And so, and that doesn't mean literally be cool. It really just means be yeah, yourself. Just, yeah, just be you. For real, for real. But yeah, I mean, shout out to LaRussell, though. But don't be you if you, was, if you like on some asshole shit. That's different. You say what? I said, don't just be you if you want some, like, in general, just on some asshole shit. Some people are naturally assholes. I know, but, like, that's probably time we'd be like, don't be you. Scale back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess the next uh, topic on the list is uh, Prize from the Fugees. It's found guilty on political conspiracy charges. So, I did some research, man. It's messy. It's some, like, shit with China. He right. was doing a lot. Doing too much. Like, for real, doing a whole lot. He was messing with China, got involved in some shit he shouldn't have got involved with, but then was messing with the feds over here. It's a lot, man. I really could go into it, but make a long story short, this man was messy. Bro was doing too much. He was doing a lot. What's fucked up, though, is I do feel like he's just made the catalyst, and I feel like that's way oh, bigger. Oh, like scapegoat? Yeah. That's what's the word. I'm maybe not catalyst. Yeah, scapegoat. Scapegoat. But yeah, uh, I think he's definitely like the scapegoat for this shit. Because 
Well, not for the shit. He definitely guilty. He did some shit. But I, you know, when it comes to these type of things, there's so many people involved. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, okay, because there's some, there's a dude that's on the run right now that he's involved with. What? Yeah, like so here, here in the states? No, or over in China? Yeah, they're not catching that man. But it's just like he, it's just crazy because um, his story is low key like a movie. It literally is a movie, bro. It's like you are a famous rapper who was technically legend now. I mean, you're you're known for a famous legendary rap group. That already alone could probably be a movie. Then, then he had the, the yeah, ghetto superstars him too. Right, but what's crazy is he decided he wanted to get into political ties, and that's when it gets weird because it's funny, man. It kind of just makes you see, like, from an outside perspective looking in, you can even be ignorant to all this shit just from the outside looking in. Politics is a shady game, man. If you were to think about it on the standpoint of, like, if he would have never gotten into politics, he probably wouldn't be going to prison. But because he decided that he wanted to do politics for whatever reason, that led him down a road of some conspiracy shit. So what I'm saying is, it's like with this political shit, the a lot of this shit that goes on in our society politically, bro, that shit is sketchy as hell. And a lot of the shit we don't know. But when you see shit like this that happens, it makes you think about what goes on behind closed doors and doesn't get exposed. You know, he got caught. And the thing that he got caught doing was like multiple things. And some of it had to like do bro, with him funding things for, for presidencies. But yeah, then there was also was, people was doing too much. There was people that was connected to funding movies. It's like he was doing too much. Just money all in different places. It's just like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Like doing too But it's just crazy though, because like cause like the whole political thing, like I said though, it just makes you feel like weird. You know, I used to always say as a kid, well not even as a kid, but just like how I'm passionate as a person. I used to say shit like, man, for the passion that I have, I low key, I low key, I got the passion that it takes to run for, for, you know, president in the sense of like what you care about for the people and for the community. You know, like if we wanted to vote for somebody, you would want to vote for somebody that represents the people, right? So you got to find somebody that wants to be that, right? So when I was thinking like that, I'm like, damn, what if I, in my heart, as a black man, wanted to be in politics? Then it's like, all right, I want to be in politics. Then I got to consider all the pros and cons that weigh into this shit. It's a lot of cons. And when you think about it from that perspective, it's like, what games and things are you going to have to play? What things are you going to have to do to get to where you want to go? And I just feel like, again, being ignorant, this is all me speaking from the outside looking in. It's a shady game no matter how you play it. I feel like there's no good politician. Name me a person who's a politician who ain't done no shady shit. And if we don't know the shady shit that they haven't done, it's because we just don't know. That part. So I'm saying all this to say that politics is a nasty game. It's like, yeah, we'll back and your I don't campaign. feel like it's worth getting we'll into. We'll back your campaign, but you got to do X, Y, and Z. No, it's, it's just like, crazy. Damn. Like... And I wonder if Obama knew that shit. I don't shit. think there's ever getting in. I don't think there's ever getting out of that space with like, I don't think anybody can ever really leave that space with clean hands. Obama was being funded from, with some of the money from Proz. And, all, uh, you know, it's just weird. Like, how many politicians have been funded d- with dirty money? A lot. 
And we know that. We know that answer a lot. A but lot. it's just it's just crazy, man. It's like even worse before computers were a thing and they could like actually trace. Right. Thank you. Take this cash payment. There's only but so much I can say because I don't know shit. But I know enough to know that politics is a nasty game and Pra should have probably never put his hands in that shit. I you know what I'm saying? I can't save you. <laughs> Doing too much. Doing too much, man. Doing too much. Stick to writing raps. It's crazy. So yeah, he found guilty. They found uh they found guilty. Political conspiracy charges, man. Mm-mm-mm. All right, next on the list of topics. Um, this I guess kind of goes back to the AI stuff. But uh, Grimes announced the artist Grimes. I don't know if y'all are familiar with her or not. She's one of Elon Elon's Musk, Musk. One of Elon Musk's baby mamas. Yeah. <laughs> Hate to refer to her as that. Right, because I, I I fuck with Grimes and I don't even. We can't <laughs> she, do that. Put some respect on Shorty name. She is one of them. <laughs> she is. She got that. She got that skrilla though. Anyway, she uh, announced the 50-50 split with whoever uses her voice with AI and makes a hit. I wish Jeff was here because we've been on this ongoing conversation for almost four to five months now. But he's now at a place now where he's no longer conflicted. He's my Jeff Z? Yeah. He's no longer conflicted. Um, and I, everything that's happening is pretty much proving my point, like I said before. As an artist... You always gonna prevail. Real artists is gonna be creative no matter what. And I just feel like this statement that Grimes made, whether or not it's true or not, it just shows that as an artist, she has no fear. She don't give a fuck about no AI shit. Sorry, I'm laughing at you earlier with the whole like mentioning Jeff because you're like he's finally coming around. You said it's like I had an intervention or something like that. I mean, it kind of <laughs> was because he the one that was kept saying to himself, "I'm I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted." But now he's really starting to understand that, like, it's all about how you use it and the integrity of this shit. A lot of artists bitch and complain, saying that, oh, we're gonna, it's, it's gonna be a threat to our jobs and this and that. Man, you gotta balance the playing field. And I know what I'm about to say is gonna kinda sorta sound like I'm talking like a starving artist, but I do believe that the one thing that all of us have in common. Is that we all started for the most part. For the most part. Most of us have started as starving artists. And there's one thing that makes that special. And that's the passion. And I feel like the passion is the main thing that's supposed to carry us. And as long as you got that passion. I feel like that's going to carry you through, through every trial and tribulation as a creative. So I just feel like we shouldn't be bitching about you know things that honestly we can't control anyway the only way we can control is if like i said we balance the playing field and we use it to our advantage it's either you use it to your advantage or you run away from it and i feel like that's what's gonna you know separate the the weak from the strong because a lot because like a lot of people that were complaining they forgot what it was like to have that pure passion as an artist because they have Paying yeah, they got, jobs. They got money. You know what I'm saying? And who doesn't want to make a living off their art? But the majority of the people that were complaining, y'all work for somebody. And y'all rely on a motherfucker. So these corporate companies don't give a fuck about you. So yeah, they're going to treat you like a number. Yeah, they're likely to get rid of you and go to AI. But as a person who's a freelance artist who controls their own narrative, 
who creates a lot of different things in different mediums, who sells different products in different mediums, they don't necessarily have to rely on a company because they work for themselves and they're creating. So with that being said, it's just depending on who you work for and how you move. Because there's being a creative is so many different, you can be a creative in so many different ways, man. And that's really what I was just trying to say. A lot of the people that were complaining were people that rely on jobs and rely on working for somebody. Y- y'all going to be asked out. And I'm not trying to sound like a dick, but you know me. I'm not a corporate guy, so I'm naturally not going to be with that. Y'all want to work for a corporate, cor- corporate company as an artist or a photographer or whatever? Then, yeah, you can expect to deal with bullshit. You know what I'm saying? But those people who are out there creating their own lanes and just doing them. But at the same time, you gotta no, worry about that. I don't know, even if you are like a photographer in that space, like I feel like you have the more leeway to kind of like, kind of like you said, freelance and kind of do your own thing. Like, cause you're not necessarily 100%, you don't necessarily 100% have to be tied down to anybody. Cause like once you've done work at a certain caliber, it's like, it's just easier for you to kind of like find more work at that caliber as long as you stay consistent. That's the thing. A lot so of still in theory, work that, for yourself, but work keyword, stay consistent. Yeah. Again, this is me just speaking off. That's fair. Outside looking in, I'm just going off what these people in the comments say, and I feel like it's like because this is the way I look at it. If you're like me, you're gonna use AI and go out there and shoot your photos and draw and make music and do all these things. Even Park said it on Joe Budden, like when they was talking about the AI uh, music and shit. It's like real artists. Yeah, he was man. like, you can create the shit with AI, and then actually, when you need just time to perform it, and you got the money from the streams and stuff like that, then you can actually hire an actual band. Not like, even that, though. He was he was also saying just like, in general, if you're a real artist, that's just not going to affect you because you're not going to... Yeah, no, that's what I was saying. That's kind of, that goes back to the conversation we were having with Jeff and Jeff. Like, it's like, yo, like, bro, like, if you do anything creatively, it's like, you just got to understand, like, new technology is going to come out. It's going to make some of the stuff you used to do not as dope. So you got to adapt. Right. And adjust and find ways to work around and within... The bullshit yeah exactly because i mean there is levels to this shit and I, it's like i don't know i don't think from a dj standpoint like with the whole like we, the whole stems thing it's like damn like she needs to tell me i was doing all this learning and grand i mean obviously you want to learn how to like obviously blend different tracks together which is like okay like i cannot just press a button and take all of this out and isolate the vocals true like, you know how long it took me to figure out where i needed to set these knobs in the past like Isolate things the way I wanted them to isolate. All right. Now you now just, get, just press but, a button. But now you, but now you balance it and you use both right, in a way that both. you know what I'm saying. Because you know that there's certain benefits to it. I mean, and, and what's crazy is like even with you when you when you uh you was like yo you need to like not really mess with the stems like that. But see, I was working backwards. I would use the stems to learn what I didn't know, and now that would kind of help me. So for example, like I would turn on the stems. And be like, all right, this is what it sounds like with the stems. Now, how can I make this sound like that without the stems? But using the stems would help me as a guide. Like, okay, now let me see if I can go and do this without the stems. So it depends on how you use it. But again, it's all about how you use it. I could have easily handicapped myself and been like, fuck that. Like, yeah, but I, mean, I feel what you're saying. But I, mean, I just feel like with stems, like, no, no, for example, like you can really, really isolate certain things with the stems, like normally just like blending tracks together you can't really 100 percent isolate so you really gotta like blend it 
Right. And that's why I was saying sometimes I would take stems in and out to know what I would be, what oh, I could. Oh, like what was kind of like what you were hearing? But I mean, at well, the no, same no, time, no, no, like to get, to get an idea of what I could do if I blended myself. It's like, oh, all right, let me try to like match that. So if I can try to like. I feel like that's not the most accurate gauge because it's like you don't necessarily know what's on the highs, what's on the mids, and what's on the lows. No, but it is more like just a practice guide to help me practice leveling out shit. What I'm saying is stems like levels it out for you. You don't even really gotta. I mean, you can. I think. I think. I think. I think. I get what you're saying. I think. Like, I'm not thinking on on a deep level. I'm really just using it as a guide. Like, if if let's say like I'm trying to level something out and I don't know if if it sounds right, I'll do use the stems to get an idea. And I'm like, all right, let me go back and kind of like. Or like, so basically, this is what this could sound like. Exactly. And it helps me, so I can like you know. But then again, I also still use the stems too, just cause. But I, I try to like use it to my advantage and learn from it too, instead of just letting it handicap me. I feel it. You know what I'm saying? And even with the with the AI shit with us now, like I don't want to give out too much sauce, but we've been killing this AI shit together. We've been using the shit to our advantage, and it works. Yeah, you know I mean, what I'm like saying? Because this goes back to the whole. Because I mean, people now like I feel like in the news, if you've been not living under a rock, just kind of like you probably heard that people have been maliciously using some of this AI voice stuff but I mean like I mean as long as you're not using it maliciously I feel like there's no I don't feel like anybody should really be hating on it you know because we're not using it maliciously and we're actually using it in the way that it's cre- probably supposed to be the people who created it probably intended you, you know like I it. said when you're creative like me you give me something I'm gonna run with it I can come up with something you know like so this is just another tool for me to come up with a crazy shit you know what I'm saying? Just got a whole promo. Uh, I just did a whole promo video today using AI. So yeah, like this shit is you real. Use AI for that? Not the whole thing, just the um. Oh, the voice, the voice, yeah, the, yeah, voice, the, the voice, voice, the voice. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? No, yeah. Like, what did you use AI for in that? I thought that I thought that was just like a script from like a. I mean, no, I use I I also used it for my bio. I ain't going for I ain't going for it. I use it. I use it to help me make a bio. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Well, yo, I don't. I don't like these. I don't like Crocs, but these are dope. I don't like Crocs though. Those are cool. But they're but they're dope. Wait, let me see. Is it the same pair or different pair? Same pair. Same pair. Huh. I don't like Crocs though. I like the concept though. They should have made some shoes. These are cool. Anyway, about to hop into this jam sesh real quick. All right, y'all. This brings us to the end of this episode. We appreciate you rocking with us. Hit the like, comment, and subscribe buttons. And share it with your peoples. Leave us some feedback. If you're looking for us, we're on the digital streaming platforms. But if you prefer to watch, check us out on YouTube at Orange World TV. All music from the jam sesh is available on the playlist via Spotify and Apple Music. So hit the link in the description. But if you want to jam with us, hit YouTube. If you have any music you want to share, our DMs is open. As always, we're your hosts, DJ Iron One. And if you. We'll see you next time. I'll be back.